Welcome tonight to those that are online with us. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this evening here at our Bible School Summit International School of Ministry. Summitpa.org if you want to look us up. And uh, we're here tonight in the sanctuary with people from the TSC Summit Campus Church and uh, a lot of our school body, our student body here from this Bible school. And I don't know if you can feel it online, but there is a presence of God in this room tonight that I just want to lay down on the floor and worship God. I don't know. It almost seems anticlimactic to get up and speak because there's been such a thick presence of God here this evening. And in great measure, that presence of God is for you tonight, not just for the people that are here in the sanctuary with us, but for those that are with us online this evening. Because I believe that the Lord is going to do something in your life tonight that maybe you've longed for for a long season. And you've wondered, and you've had a question in your heart, and the question is, does Jesus want to raise me? I've been so long in this condition. I've been so long struggling with despair, so long living in dysfunction, so long in confusion, addiction, so long with these ungodly thoughts pressing themselves upon my mind and my spirit. So long I've been lonely. Is it possible that God wants to raise me up and do something more through my life than I've ever dreamed was possible? I'm hoping to be able to answer that question for you this evening in this next few minutes before we go to the communion table tonight and celebrate the victory that we heard about so graciously from our student this evening about Christ going to the cross and dying just because he wanted you. No other reason. It's the whole reason for the cross is that it was all about you and was about what he wanted to do for you and wanted to be with you for eternity. If you'll turn with me in the book of John chapter 5, please. John chapter 5, if you can. And uh, we're going to start with prayer this evening. So Father, I want to thank you, God, with all my heart that you're a God of such incredible mercy. Thank you, Lord, that it's in your heart, Lord, to reach this generation. It's in your heart to set free people who can't free themselves. Lord, you've never ever, you didn't come for a perfect people. You came for sinners. You came for imperfect people, strugglers, people who can't get up. They can't walk. They don't know how to go forward. These are the people you came for. And we want to thank you, Lord, as believers in Christ for the struggles that we go through at times that remind us that our strength is not of ourselves. It's not even in the longevity of the time we've spent walking with you. It's because of you and it's because of you alone. You're the only reason we have strength. You're the only reason we have hope and you're the only plan for the future of all of our lives. Tonight, God, I ask you in Jesus' name for mercy, God, for people who are listening. Mercy for those who, they have no helper but you, Lord. They've given up on themselves. They've given up on, and people have given up on them. There is no go-forward strategy for them. You are the only one that can touch them. And God, I want to thank you that you're never late. You come right on time. When, when it's no, there's no hope for anything but you, you come. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord, that you've taken away the strength of this nation so that we might consider our ways again and turn back to you because you're willing to heal. You're willing to deliver and restore. You're willing, oh God, to open the doors to your heart one more time. We know you, Lord. We know you. We know you. We studied the book. We know you. You revealed your heart to us. 
We know that as Moses once did, we too can turn your heart. God, we can cause your heart to move towards mercy again when we simply petition you, as Esther once did at the throne of the king. And if a secular king can de decree mercy, how much more the king of the universe? So Lord, thank you tonight, God, that you'll not let your word fall to the ground. These are not my words, these are your words. You'll not let them fall to the ground. You'll not let them be esteemed to be powerless. God, you'll not let me speak about a story that can't become a reality in somebody else's life. You don't play that kind of a cruel game with your people. You reveal your heart, Lord, and when we reach out to you in faith, you answer. This is who you are. This is what the cross and the resurrection were all about. Every stripe, every beating, every, every gob of spit that was put in your face, Lord, it was all for the reason of raising us up, oh God, not in our strength, but in our weaknesses. And Lord, we thank you, God. Give me the grace to speak this tonight. Oh God, would you help me to disappear? Would you help my voice to be overridden by yours? Would you go into homes through the internet tonight and reach people that may never grace the doors of the church so the church has come to them instead? And so God, we thank you tonight. Thank you that people will not turn this message off. They'll listen to it. Thank you they will respond in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Phenomenal statement in John chapter 5. Verse 21, Jesus said, for as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. In other words, the Son gives life to whom he, he wants to. Now, that's an incredible thought. It's an incredible statement. The whole of the statement begins in an interaction that he had with a man who had been 38 years lying beside a pool a pool that the scripture said had five different stages you had to go through to get into the water, which in certain seasons, when the water was troubled, whoever was able to get into this, this pool first was healed of whatever infirmity or disease that they had. And this poor man, for so long had been hoping, just as many online tonight, for so long you've been, you've been hoping for this, this healing that, that you believe tonight that only God can bring into your life. And you know, when, when it's taken a long time for God to begin to do what only he can do, questions start coming into our hearts. And sometimes the devil even starts playing with our minds. Or maybe our own hearts start to condemn us as well. And questions like these come into our heart. I know that, I know that he can heal me, but does he want to heal me? Now that's, that's a, a legitimate question that people ask. Does he really want to? Does he really care about me? Am I too far gone? You know, a lot of people think that tonight. Maybe you're online tonight. You just say, I've, I, I've, I've failed one too many times to get into the water. I've tried. You know, this poor man, he had no power. Probably he was paralyzed, perhaps from the waist down. And he would try. He would try to crawl to get into the water, but he, he just failed too many times to get there. He tried his best. And there's so many people who try. You tried to get free from alcohol. You, you, you tried to stop thinking those thoughts. You, you tried to be a, a better father, a better husband, a better wife, a better friend. You tried to be honest. You tried to speak the truth. There's so many things you tried to do just to be consistently failing. And you, th you start thinking, God, I, I've been this way for so, so long that I, I'm not sure if, if, if you really want to heal me anymore. And also on top of that, the man could say in verse 7, when Jesus passed him by, 
he answered Christ and he said, sir, I've, I've no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. In other words, people have given up on me. They, they have no confidence that I'll ever be healed. I wonder if Jesus feels the same way. I, I know there's people here tonight, you've, you've had that happen to you. You've gotten to the place where people gave up on you, your friends gave up on you, your wife or husband or your family gave up on you. And they basically said, you'll, you're just all, you've always been this way, you'll always be that way, you'll never change. And this poor man for 38 years, that's a long time to be waiting for a healing. But you know, we said it a few weeks ago or, or perhaps even last week that Jesus Christ is never late, he's always on time. He, he, he is the master of the universe. He foreknows these interactions that he's going to have with certain people in certain times. And this man would have asked himself, is, is he willing to raise me up? Is he willing? Does he want to? Because he starts out in John chapter 5 with the statement. He said that even so the son gives life to whom he will. In other words, he gives life to, to those that he wishes to give life to. And in, in John chapter 8, the scripture says, when he had come down from the mountain, verse one, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Or if you want to, other translations say, if you want to, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I'm willing or I want to be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So this, here's a man who's it was just diseased in his body. The disease is, is getting deeper. The disease is causing social isolation. The disease is causing other people around him to be repulsed at his presence. He feels ashamed every place he's in, every room he walks into, every, every time he looks in the mirror, he feels ashamed. And there's, there's people here, you, you know what that feels like. There's people online, you know, you may not be outwardly a leper, but you feel like a leper on the inside. You, you have this encroaching condition that just seems to be getting worse and 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 you you were hoping he'd heard about Jesus and he he came out and he says he first he worshiped him just as as many of us have done tonight maybe I don't know how he worshiped he, he might have sang a psalm I, I don't know what he did but the scripture says he came out and he worshiped first and then he said if you want to you can make me clean and Jesus said I want to and then did something profound he said he 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 reached out and touched him. Isn't that amazing? Now, under the Old Testament law of that time, when you touched an unclean person, you took their uncleanness upon yourself. And that's exactly what God's son did on the cross. When he stretched out his arms and took the beating he took and took the nails in his hands and feet, he took our diseases upon himself. Everything that came into the human race because of sin, all of our conditions, not only did he take these things upon himself, but he broke the power of them to govern our lives for the rest of our days. He destroyed their power. He destroyed the works. We, we've got to get to the point as Christians, as believers in Christ of understanding that Christ destroyed every power of evil that claims to have the right to hold you down and keep you from walking or becoming that person or doing that thing that God is calling you to do. And when he reached out and touched the leper and said, I'm willing, he basically told him, I'm willing to heal you and I'm willing to give you new life. That's the reality of who Jesus Christ is. That's the reality of, of what God does. Now, Jesus Christ himself clearly, clearly told us in the scriptures his willingness to touch us in every area where we're broken and raise us up no matter how long we've been broken. It's in the scriptures that he stood up in the temple, took the scroll of the book 
of the prophet Isaiah and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and then defined his ministry. And his ministry was all about people who were too poor to go forward in their own strength, people who couldn't see a way out of their dilemma, people who could not escape the cages they were in, people who could not get out of the wounding that was in their hearts, people who who did not know how they're ever going to get up and walk and become the persons that God had called them to be. That was his whole heart was revealed in that one day when he stood in the pulpit. In other words, he's saying, this is why the Spirit of God is upon me. There's no doubt that he's willing to touch us in our condition. There's no doubt that God's timing is to come to us, perhaps at times that we least expected, but I'll tell you, it is at the time when we know there's no other way that we're ever going to get up because we've been broken for too long. So how do I know if it's my time? Some people are asking tonight, Pastor, I've been this way for so many years and we're seeing prayer requests come in and people are saying, I've been hooked on pornography for 15 years or I've been dealing with anger. I'm, I'm an alcoholic. I'm and all these things that are going on in people's lives. So how do I know if he's about to raise me up? Psalm 95 verses seven and eight say in part, simply this, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't harden your heart. This man is laying beside the pool. He's been laying there a long time. He has no more strength left. He's got no friends left. I think he just wants to die at this point. And people get that way. They just say, if this is what life is going to be like, then just take my life. I don't want to live anymore. That's why people contemplate suicide in this, because they don't see a way forward. Now, Jesus comes to the man, walks beside him, and There's no long conversation about his condition. Was it your mother's fault? Was it your father's fault? Where are your friends? He just simply says, do you want to be made well? Amazing. I want to say that to some who are listening online tonight. It's really that simple. You suddenly start hearing the voice of God speaking to you. He passes by. He was passing by. And he stopped and he looked and he said, do you want to be made well? It's no deep, don't try to make it deeper than that. Don't complicate the thing. Don't add conditions to it. Do you want to be made well? Then the man responds and says, well, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. In other words, everybody is stronger than I am. The people that seem to, that have more strength than me are the ones that appear at least to be getting the healing. And all my friends have given up on me and nobody wants to help me get into the pool. Jesus does not engage him in this conversation. He simply says, rise, take up your bed and walk. Amazing. So I'm speaking to you tonight online in the stead of Christ and telling you it's no more complicated than when you hear his voice, get up, take your captivity captive, because of the cross of Jesus Christ and start walking in the newness of life that God has for you. Keep it simple because it was never intended to be complicated. I can see the man suddenly feeling the, I see people tonight suddenly feeling strength coming into your body. Resolve that you didn't have before. Maybe just an ability. I, Last night, we heard testimonies from young people at this Bible school. It was, we were at Times Square Church last night and who said, I, I wasn't even looking for him when he set me free. I wasn't even asking for freedom, and he set me free. 
And suddenly, just because Jesus has passed by, their strength starts coming into his body and, and, and resolve comes into his heart. And he's about to do something he's never done before. I want you to think about that. He's never done this. He has never walked. <laughs> Can you imagine? And so he gathers up his bed. It's been his only source of sorrow. And it's been the source of his comfort. And it's, been, it's, been, it's, it's, it's the only little bit of comfort he's ever had in his condition. Sticks, rolls it up, sticks it under his arm, and stands up and walks away. And he's wondering, as people that long who have been in captivity are, are thinking, is any good ever going to come from my life? Will my life ever amount to anything? Will I ever have an impact? Will my testimony ever be great? Imagine 38 years and your whole story is just that you were laying unable to do and unable to even get yourself into the water for 38 years. You can just imagine his condition. But he got up and he started to walk. And this is not in the Bible, but I conjecture this in my mind that as he's, as he's walking down the road, Jesus says, oh, by the way, I'm going to put your story in a book and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and hundreds of millions and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people are going to read about you because you got up and walked. Hallelujah. 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 Not because you did something great. You just got up. And you began to walk. And we read about it tonight, 2,000 years later. The man never dreamt that his, his story was going to be a story that would give courage to people. Here in Grantville, Pennsylvania, and online around the world, we would be getting courage from the story of a man who just simply got up and started to walk. Oh, we, we think to do something great for God or to have an impact, it's got to be crowds and it's got to be, it's got to be big and it's got to have miracles and it's got to have all this stuff. And we have to have this long legacy of faithfulness to God. This guy just got up and walked. We don't even know where he went. We have no idea the rest of his life. But his story is in an eternal book. That from age to age to age to age to age to age for all of eternity, people will be reading the story of a man who just got up. You wonder why I shout, because some people are deaf. For real. He, he passes by, and Jesus says, will you be whole? He doesn't, you know, interesting, he doesn't say, will you be half? Whole. Will you be made whole? Will you be made well? You know, we look for this great big thing of faith that we have to have, all of us. You know, we, we need this lightning bolt from heaven. We need this, this massive ministry to amount to something for God. I'll tell you something. If you get up and just walk out of where you are tonight to where God's calling you to be, People will talk about you for years to come. Your kids will talk about you. Your grandkids will talk about you. If the Lord tires, their kids will talk about you. Did you ever hear about Uncle Joe? Did you ever hear about Aunt Sally that just was stuck and uh, drinking or whatever you're doing for so many years and one night heard the voice of God and got up and started to walk and became a new person. And kids, long after you're just a picture on the wall, they'll be talking about you. Is that so? How did that happen? Well, she says she heard the voice of God one night online. 
Remember when they used to have a thing called a laptop? Remember way back when they had a laptop? Before pictures would just appear in space and on the wall and all this stuff. It was, it was a box that they, they, really, how did that work, you know? And she was watching this thing, and there was this preacher there, and he said, all you have to do is get up. And, and, and Aunt Sally just said, I think I'm going to do that. And she heard Jesus call her, and she got up. No kidding. Wow. You think I can do that? You think I can walk too? See, because he got up, we are encouraged to consider this now tonight for ourselves. Amazing. It was a very brief interaction. Will you be made whole? Take up your bed and walk. And that's the end of it. There's nothing else in this interaction. The man takes up his bed, walks. Now, Jesus does meet him a little later on. and tells him not to sin anymore. Tells him to walk a new life. And so this is the call on my heart tonight for somebody out there that's listening. It's as easy as getting up and starting to walk by the grace of Almighty God. So Father, I just want to thank you tonight. God, there are just so many people online, so many people listening, so many people that will listen in the days ahead that are I've made it all just so complicated when you made it so simple. And your word tells us that if we can hear your voice, that we shouldn't harden our hearts anymore. We should listen to you. And if you say, take up your bed and walk, that's what we should do. So tonight I'm asking, Father, that, that alcoholics can walk away from the bottle forever to never go back. I'm asking people can walk away from pornography and never be infested by that evil anymore. I'm asking for people to walk away tonight from bitterness and unforgiveness that has been so much a part of their lives that it's crippled them. I'm asking God for people who feel worthless to get up and walk away from that sense of worthlessness, knowing that if you can do that through this man's life, just because he got up and walked, you can do that through our lives too as well. Lord, you are willing to touch us and willing to raise us if we are willing to listen and willing to go forward with you. Father, I pray for people who have never seen a path. You said, Jesus, that you came to give sight to the blind. Well, show them a way forward. Just show them the first steps, just the first steps. We don't know where this man went, but we know he went. God, thank you. And he became a testimony of you. So Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name to raise up a testimony of Christ again in our generation by, by just calling the weak and the maimed and the lame and the blind one more time, God. Those that have no helper, those that don't see a way forward, those that have, I've never really walked with any success. God, call them, call all of us one more time, one more time to just walk with you, Lord, and, and write us in your story, Lord. Write us in the story of heaven, God. That in a million years from today, the angels will read it and talk about us, God. That we chose to get up tonight and we chose to walk. Father, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name.